Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in, and we've got another great session. I'm actually tuning in from a new location. One of the cool things about building your own business, you can build a business that you can take on the road and enjoy life. If you're not building a business with the right mindset that you can enjoy life and have your freedom, then you may want to get back to the drawing board of building a business. There have been many business owners that have built a business that have gotten to the end game and then realized, hmm, that's not really the business that I was looking for. I've built myself a glorified job. We don't want to do that. Amplifiers know they have a strong vision in mind where their lifestyle and what they want out of it is at the heart of that business. And then they're building it in such a way that they create an awesome asset. We have a great guest today who is going to be sharing some insights about how to make your business more profitable. Um, before we get to our guests, I just wanted to share this story. You know, this weekend I was out with my family. We went to this little event down in Gainesville, close to Gainesville, the Six Gun Territory. They have a bunch of reenactments of Wild West. Uh, they do gun shootouts and all this stuff. It's kind of interesting. And along the train ride, we pop across this only in Florida moment where this car is just up in the air with nowhere to go and i'm like you know what that can remind me of where you could find yourself sometimes in a business sometimes you're driving the boat and the whirlwind's happening around you and you lose perspective and before you know it you find yourself in uncharted territory you find yourself in a spot that seems hard to get out of but if you work to create a new direction. If you work to put some new systems in place, you can get clarity, you can get back on the ground and change what's possible for you in your business. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today um, from a profitability's point of view, is we're gonna be talking about profit first. And our guide today, our guest is going to be sharing some great insights here that you can pick up on. So if you haven't been to Growth Amplifiers before, I just wanna encourage you uh, to subscribe. We are on YouTube, or we're currently actively, as of today, uh, working to build our YouTube presence. If you have questions or comments or would like to hear more from our guests, we encourage you to put that in the chat. Uh, so definitely do that. We plan to share the best tips, tools, and strategies for growing your advisory business by elevating the value and experience you provide. So let's get to our guest who is a rock star professional when it comes to doing these things. Uh, she is the cash coach president. She is an awesome uh, certified profit first expert, and she helps businesses, entrepreneurs, um, improve their pricing and profits so that they can have better running businesses, right? So I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Jennifer Baldick. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Kenny. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk to you. And um, 
I'm speechless, so I better save up all my words for your questions. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could tune in and share because just like we kind of set the stage, uh, we can find ourselves in a pickle. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have a pandemic and it changes things. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's inflation and it changes things. Sometimes just the, the situation changes, like Netflix who's finding themselves in a pickle. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we don't adapt, then we could find ourselves in that high tree with nowhere to go. Um, so before we get into the main content, if you would kind of just introduce us to yourself and your background and, and why you got into doing what you're doing today. Sure. Well, I'll try not to take up the entire broadcast, but I really fell in love with numbers and accounting back in grade 10. And so that's really been the foundation. I like that things add up and I like they can be planned for the future. And so when I started my business back in 2008, it was all about helping people be more profitable, even before Profit First was at the forefront of topics and books. And I'm a big Mike Michalowicz supporter, read all of his books. I'm also certified with his Fix This Next uh, program. Yeah. But the focus is always that I'm working with the owner and managed business and that self-employed professional that feels alone where they're trying to run a business and make decisions, but they don't have someone to bounce ideas off of. They don't have a second opinion. They can get lost in the weeds of trying to work the work of their business without actually running their business, right? I heard you talk at the beginning there talking about lifestyle, and I like to focus on having a work-life cash balance, right? Because that's really important. You need to have a life in addition to having a business, and the way you do that is by work-life cash balance. And so that's how I got started. I spent many, many years as a certified professional bookkeeper. So I really understand the ins and outs of accounting and finance and planning and to a limited extent tax. And that launched me into the Profit First Method where it's a really valuable tool to help any business owner be more profitable from the very first day that they start it and maintain that profit. So again, they're looking at decision-making where they can move forward and run their business, grow it, expand it, do what they need to do to meet that lifestyle objective that they set out to achieve when they started their business. And that's a great segue because we're tackling that here today because you're, you're mentioning profit first. And I'm sure some people like myself, you have probably heard of this, tuned into it. Maybe they read the book, right. um, but there's some people out there that may be hearing you saying it and, Maybe they haven't been introduced yet. Um, okay. So the big three for today, uh, what is Profit First and how can it help a business? Um, then how can small business increase profits? Even small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then which is more important, profits or cash flow? So we'll kind of dive into these questions because I get these questions a lot and I think it would be helpful. So we'll start with this. That's not the screen I clicked that make things move. <laughs> this is the one that does it. All right, what is profit first and how can it help a business? So profit first is a cash management system. Um, for those people of a certain age, um, I'm included in that group. You may have had a parent or a grandparent that when they got paid, they kept all of their income in separate envelopes. So they had money set aside for groceries. They had money set aside for um, clothing or the gas bill or the rent or whatever the case might be. Profit First has modernized that and added some elements that make it kind of fun and encouraging. And that, what I like about it is the habit that it builds. When I first implemented Profit First in my business, 
so quickly, it became something that I looked forward to do. So I'll take a step back. What is profit first? It's in the title. You pay your profit to yourself first. So you're running your business. You're putting money into the bank because your clients are paying you. And then twice a month, you're going to look at that amount and you're going to apportion it out. So I'm going to take X percent. And I'm going to put it into my profit account. I'm going to take this percent. I'm going to put it into my owner's pay account because as a business owner, you must be paid. You are running that business and you deserve to be compensated. You're also going to have an account to set up to set aside for your taxes, for your operating expenses. And the list can get lengthy, but profit first is really all about setting that aside that profit first so that you are profitable from the very minute you adopt this system. And it sounds easy. It is easy. Can it be complicated? Yeah, you can overcomplicate it. But at the very base of it, pay yourself first. You've already been profitable. So you bring a great segue into the next question because, you know, there's a lot of small businesses out there, entrepreneurs struggling, have got this rising costs of inflation. And they're like, yeah, profit first. How can you pay yourself profit first if you have no profits? How, how does this work? Um, and when you're working with someone who's, who's in that situation, uh, what, where's the steps? How do you get started in that? How do you work that system for those smaller businesses that may be looking to grow it and get more profitable? Well, the first thing you have to do is just acknowledge where you are, right? When every, every business owner I've ever spoken to myself included, you had a plan and that plan included profit. And then you launched your business. And the very first thing that you sacrificed was your own salary or your own pay, right? The very second thing, you know, or actually probably the first thing was that you sacrificed your profits. Like, oh, okay, I'll sell for this amount because I want the client. I want to get the business started. So right out of the gate, business owners handicap themselves by making sacrifices. So the very first step that I take with every business that I work with is determining their niche. And people get frightened about a niche and frightened about creating an avatar and frightened about, oh, that whole process seems overwhelming. But creating your own niche and going after it, I call it your next favorite client. So a lot of times I talk about the NFC. That is your next favorite client because that is the person that you want to speak to. And that is the business that you want to bring in next. And who is that next favorite client? That is somebody that you are the best suited to serve. So if you are a tax expert in real estate, you are going to ensure that the very next customer that you bring in requires real estate tax advice. You are not going to go out after a farmer or an airplane airline pilot. You are going to focus on what you are best at. Because when you focus on your expertise, your price goes up because when you're an expert, you're more expensive than a generalist. And when you're an expert, whomever is hiring you hires you because you are an expert. So they like you right off the bat. They have chosen you because you're excellent in your field and they are confident and comfortable that you're gonna serve them well, right? Next thing that happens, that person is gonna give you a fabulous testimonial. It was great working with Kenny. He knew everything. He understood my business and what was going on. And anybody that is looking for this really should talk to Kenny. And right then and there, you've increased your profits and you've been doing what you love because most of us are expert at things that we love. So when you focus on that next favorite client in that niche, now you've created your niche and you've created goodwill and you've created profit. I am such an advocate of that because what I see a lot of times is 
people say, I get most of my businesses by, by referral. Mm-hmm. And then you say, do you rank your clients? Do you, do you know which ones are your best ones? And they're like, yeah, well, I've got some good ones and I've got some that aren't that, that great. I'm like, well, that's one of the, the challenges is if you don't niche, you, you've got all sorts of different types of businesses coming to you, right? And then it's really hard to get become an expert with helping any one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people don't realize that they find joy working with one type of client and they, they kind of get drained working with another type. Mm-hmm. So when you're the captain of your ship, you define who you'd like to work with, your next favorite client, right? And mm-hmm. then communicate, radiate out that signal, let people know this is, this is what I'm about. And then you'll have more than enough. The thing that stops a lot of people here is scarcity thinking. To think, well, if, mm-hmm. I, if I niche, I'm going to have this little small, yeah. small portion, but there's more than enough. business, right? Because I'm yeah. only going to have two clients and it just, it doesn't work that way. Um, so it's, it takes some courage. It takes some bravery and it takes action, but that's, it's all about taking the next step to level up, which, mm-hmm. you know, getting to the, to the number three of this, this conversation is I've heard this all the time. I've had some people, I'm a profit growth expert when it comes to marketing and sales. And I'm looking at how can we create a better experience? How can, how can we create more value when it comes to um, providing value to your ideal client so that you can elevate the value? It's a value exchange. So profit for me, profit first, right? Yeah. But I've had some people say uh, profits overrated. It's all about cash flow. Cash flow needs to be first. It's cash <laughs> flow is king. And I'm interested to hear your take on the matter. What is your thoughts on that? Well, it's very simple. Profits create cash flow. If you're a profitable business, you're creating cash flow because profits are are funds that are not required to operate your business. Therefore, they're there for research and development, employee bonuses, business owner bonuses, expansion, growth, machinery, materials, land, buildings. If you're creating profit, you are creating cash flow. If you are focusing on cash flow, you could be churning a whole lot of losing elements and you could be losing money on every project. And so you're always chasing, chasing, chasing your tail. And chasing your tail is not going to increase your profits, which is what you need in order to create that lifestyle, that work-life cash balance that you seek. How are you going to go on vacation if you need to land the next three projects to pay for the last three projects. Cash flow and churning that that money through your system is not going to be a road to success. High five, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I concur. It's it's my logic. You know, cash flow, you need you need to pay attention to it. It's it's an important part. But you can design your business in such a way that when you're running it, you're engineering to make sure that you've got cash flow because you've put profit first. You've had that mindset. Mm-hmm. I've seen businesses who have worked for decades to build a business to only get to the point where they've got a large team, they got a large client base, they're getting a large revenue, but they're barely making any money. And while it's great to provide, I think it's awesome you're providing opportunity for your team and for those you serve it's to sacrifice what's possible uh, and and have a good outcome i think that's a total loss because designed just a little bit differently 
it could be a win, win, win. Everyone could win. No, so I, I think, agree. so I think that's a, a good thought is, is to create your business in a way that it is profitable serving your ideal customer. Um, yeah. And this is not on the big three, but I'm curious to know, like, what do you think the biggest hangup is? Because maybe some people read the book, maybe some people have tried to implement it before, but then they don't quite get it and they don't get the benefits. What do you think the biggest hangup is when it comes to implementing it and actually getting a result? Well, I think that there's two. I mean, the obvious one being, we don't know what we don't know and something new, we might be hesitant to adopt it right? That's kind of the natural human function. But I think a lot of business owners, or at least a number that I speak to, when they hear the word profit, they think of greedy corporate profits and that it's dirty and sleazy and all of these things that it's not. Profits are your savings. Profits are your future. You know, I'm here in Canada. And if you have your own business, the government is not going to care for you in your retirement. That is your responsibility. And if it's your responsibility, it is your obligation to have a profitable business so that you can take care of yourself in retirement. You can have something for your children. You can create a legacy that you can be proud of or that you seek to establish as a course of running your business, right? Having that profit is going to be what drives you and makes you able to sponsor your son's little league, send your daughter to ice figure skating school, um, have those things that you want to participate in. Maybe you like to donate to your local humane society. If you are profitable, you're in a place to do these kind and generous things. And if you're not profitable, then you can't, right? So that's the first one is getting over the fact that profits sometimes have a poor or a negative connotation when in fact they shouldn't. That should be what everybody aspires to do. That is the difference between a hobby and a business profit. If you're independently wealthy, do whatever you like, spend your money how you wish, right? Take in as little as you want. But most of us require either a job or a business to create a lifestyle or to pay for our lifestyle. So that's where profits come in. And so when you get over that first hurdle, that is really gets you into the mindset of, oh, I am driving forward. I am building something I am creating because I have future needs that are going to be needing and requiring these funds that I'm setting aside now. The second one that often will handcuff or handcuff is probably a good word uh, business owners from adopting profit first is they get nervous about the number of bank accounts and they think that that's complicated and in our technology and our cloud-based world today having multiple bank accounts is probably one of the easier things that we do in life i'm not sure about you but there are times when i look at my phone and think "Ooh, i could use a course on how to operate my iphone and utilize all of its functions and and features, whereas a bank is pretty easy. I'm gonna store some money in it. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna store some money in this account so that I can see exactly how much I have set aside, right? I think the one quick story I like to tell people is, I have two or an extra bank account called technology. And so I've put money aside in my technology account when there's enough in there, I can get a new phone or a new iPad or a new computer or whatever new technology is on on my radar because I've set aside money to buy it. I don't have to pay for it on my credit card or I can to get the points, but I can buy it right away because I've set that money aside. And that is the value of having your profits. So when you start thinking about what you can do with money, that really seems to turn the tide and say, you know what? I do want to go after my profits. 
I'm tired of sacrificing and living in a line of credit or worrying about my, my minimum credit card payment. I want to be in control of my money. I want to take charge of my life and make those money decisions because I'm able. And so those that conversation or those couple of little those conversations really turn the tide to, oh, no, I can't have profits to, yeah, I need to do this. Like it's mandatory and I want to and it's exciting and it's fun. You can make a game out of it, right? And, and, I, and I often do. <laughs> Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now. Let's get back to the show. So it's um, something that you can do that could be fun. And what I like about it too is it's also being proactive instead of reactive. If you like look at your, oh, here's my budget. And then let's see what we did. Do we keep to our budget? Let's go backwards and see what we did versus saying, all right, let's go ahead and just put that money aside. It's set there. We can see where it is. And we don't use it for other things because it's in a different account. It's very proactive. Um, so we're going to go on to our advisor picks okay. session. And this session is just off the cuff, something that you could think of. We've got a couple of different topics to pull from. There's no right or wrong answer. And the first <laughs> thing, she's like, oh, boy, on the spot thinking. So this is just uh, something that you found beneficial and while you can pull from that, like this is a really favorite one. If you could think of something that maybe a little bit new, maybe other people don't know of it, um, that's extra points. So the first thing we're talking about is just the productivity tool, a productivity tool that you find uh, helpful and beneficial. So my productivity tool, I don't know is really classified as a productivity tool, but I like to use a Miro board. So it's Miro, M-I-R-O. And it's a whiteboard that allows me to collaborate, strategize, um, map out and plan with the business owners that I work with. And it really gives them a visual perspective of what their decision impact is going to be. So when we're talking about, well, if we set aside this much profit or if we make this decision as far as your cash flow or your service or your next favorite client or your value, it really brings the conversation to life. And then it's something that I can send to them in PDF afterwards so that they can paste it on their wall or put it on a monitor and really work towards that goal or keep that inspiration and motivation going. You said M-R-I-O? M-I-R-O. Okay. I was like, that's a weird way of spelling something. <laughs> M-I-R-O. I just had a typo. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make sure we put that on the screen real quick. Productivity tool. Thank you. All right, so now we're looking at a book. Now, this you could you got two obvious ones you can pull from. Well, but, pretty much Mike Michalowicz books aside, because Profit First, Pumpkin Plan, uh, Certified, or I should say cert, uh, Fix This Next, all of his books really are a must read from my perspective. But if I'm going to go outside of that, I would say go with Chris Voss. At V-O-S-S is his last name. And oh my gosh, now I'm going to draw a blank on the title of his book. 
Well, you can tell us about it. See if it sparks up. You know what? It is Chris Vosh, Voss. Um, nego it's negotiating as if your life depends. On oh, it's called Never Split the Difference. That's what it's called. Got it. Okay. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And that is a must-read book if you are in business and you are making any kind of sales or service. All right. So that's an awesome one. What do you like about that book in particular? Well, because it puts you in a position of being in control of what you can be in control of, right? Compromise, as it's described in the book, really makes for a lose-lose situation where the ideas and methods presented in the book really are a win-win because everybody has chosen that decision. And when everybody's on board with that decision, that's powerful because everybody's motivated in executing it. Aha. Right? Um, have, you, have you ever made a decision and split the difference and, and then you're always dragging that other person along to try to continue on in that compromised decision? It doesn't serve anybody well. Very, very interesting way of, of framing it. Um, what is an event that you that you'd like that you'd advise checking out? Well, I love my profit con, I will be honest. Um, it happens every year in September. However, as a secondary conference, the QB Connect conference that happens in San Jose is super powerful because it is bigger than just the accounting world. There's so much information and speakers and apps and instructional sessions that really serve the small business owner. And that matters a lot to me. That is cool. So do you think, um... A lot of other people besides accountants are attending that event? Absolutely. QB Connect is set out for business owners. So okay. yes, there is a component where they speak specifically, I think for one day or for a half a day, specifically to accounts and bookkeepers. The rest of the time it is aimed at business owners trying to grow, amplify, uh, increase their profit, improve their workflows, handle their HR problems. All of that happens at QB Connect. I think they need to work on getting that message out there. <laughs> well, we're doing our best today, right? <laughs> I've I've continued to hear from from people who are in accounting about uh, the event, but from people who are small business owners, they ha I think it's the perception. It's it's more about QuickBooks, but I I do I have seen the topics, and I thought it would be mm -hmm. cool to attend. And thought these topics really are good for anyone. Uh, so really Absolutely. cool. Um, how about an online show or a podcast? Well, so, can I say growth ampl amplifiers? And say growth <laughs> amplifiers. Because awesome. I think it's the number one um, podcast out there right now that every small business owner should watch and participate in and utilize the tools and tips that you see and hear, right? Smart people know all these things that we're talking about today, Kenny. Successful people practice them. That's a very nice quote, and I always try to challenge people, like, if, if you could just take even one thing, yep. say, let me just implement one idea that I listened to, and maybe you even knew it before, and you say, ah, I already knew that. Well, it doesn't matter what you know. It matters if you're taking the action and if you're getting the result. And if you're not getting the result you want, you still have areas to improve. And it's okay. It's okay yep. to continually improve. Um, we got one more. Um, and this is the thought leader 
is there a thought leader that might be a good guest for the show or somebody that you thought like, hey, they're really putting out some great stuff or somebody you'd just like to pay homage to? I know there's more people than you have time for to share, yes. but just someone that pops well, to mind. To not offend everybody that has mentored me and guided me and inspired me over the years, mm -hmm. I really have to say that my turning point moment was Ron Baker and value pricing. And his perception, his sharing, his insights on your own value and how important that is, is really, I think, a foundational item that every business owner needs to consider, right? When you think about this, and I wish I could give proper attribution to the speaker that said this, but if you're out there, please tell me because I'd love to attach your name to it, that business owners often start out and take on every single client that they can possibly take on. And they become a generalist. And then they try to tighten it up and become a niche. And that is the most difficult approach in order for any business to be successful. I talked about it at the beginning, start with what you're great at. And when you have the profits and the time and the ability, then you can branch out. But start at your expert, where your profits are, and then move out. Nobody wants to hire the brain surgeon that also dabbles in, you know, heart surgery. You want the expert. So start with your expertise and then you can broaden it. So that's a, a good thing because I see some people that just try to stretch their worth a little too hard. And they're like, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that, I do this. And, and your price drops every time you add an element. Your price and your value drops. Make that small and tight definitely comes across like, okay, you, there's no way you're doing that, that great <laughs> <laughs> with all of those things. Um, and some people, especially when they're getting into, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, they want to seem like they're doing more. They want to elevate their status, their clout, but it's, it actually does the, has the adverse effect. Manny Torres, again, that's a great one. It's important yeah. to learn to value yourself. You know, I think one of the challenges I had when I first, started in business for myself i started as a uh, freelancer after working you know for an agency this is a decade ago and taking that jump and if you're used to making an hourly rate wage you, you just say all right uh, that's what i'm worth that hourly wage and it's really hard to change that so it's you really do got to take a step back and, and work through that because uh your reality will ultimately be created by what's in your mind. If you're not really seeing that, then it'll come back to haunt you. Let so, me give you, oh, go ahead. I was gonna okay. say, we are um, looking to make sure that people know if they, because you've got a plethora of information and knowledge that you could share with people and you've done a great job of sharing some insights, some great takeaways as well. Uh, for people who are interested in learning more and saying, hey, maybe I need to look at my, my value or, learn more about profit first where could they go and what could they do what's the first step? well you've got my um web address there i was going to say just go jenniferbaldick.com because that's easy and original and difficult to spell so <laughs> of course that's the one i want to share but absolutely i'm always willing to talk to any business owner to find out where they are and to see if we can be a fit to work with i'm not going to work with everybody there are lots of different coaches and different advisors out there. You need someone that's going to speak your language that you're going to resonate with 
and take the action of the advice that's given to you. Right? It's Super cool. So if you're in, you're tuned in, I again suggest that you listen to Jennifer's advice and you take one item at least and put it into action. Yep. Uh, if you're seeking fresh perspective, visit her website, schedule a call. It never hurts to get a second opinion, to get some ideas that can amplify your business. Um, and if you're tuning into Growth Amplifiers, make sure you subscribe. If you want to visit growthamplifiers.com slash connect, you can see all the different channels we're on. And if you're looking for ideas to amplify, you can go to growthamplifiers.com slash amplify for our website and assessment are at. Uh, so Jennifer, as we're parting ways here, um, thank you again for joining in. Thank you. One of the, one <laughs> of the traditions we have is just kind of ending on something that you've learned on your journey that might be helpful for others on theirs. It can be profit related, but it can be anything else. It doesn't have to be profit related. Just something that comes up for you that you were like, you know what, this was helpful for me to learn and maybe others could uh, benefit from hearing it. The element that comes up time and time again is don't be alone. If you find yourself trying to struggle with decisions on your own, phone someone. If you're not ready to engage a professional, phone someone that you can bounce an idea off of. Go to your coffee shop and talk to the barista. Go to the bar, talk to the bartender. Like Talk to somebody, hear yourself out loud, because at a very at a minimum, that will help you get to a decision or at least a new perspective, but don't do it alone. Phone somebody, hire a coach, work with a professional that's going to help you further your journey. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time. Uh, got a comment in from LinkedIn user. Unfortunately, we can't see who you are, LinkedIn user, but thank you very much. Appreciate that, great content. Um, and tune in. Check us out in the next episode. We appreciate you, Jennifer. It's been awesome. Have a blessed Thank day. you. Bye. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.